I'm here this morning to talk to you about the old and the new. That's the, um, that's the biblical term. What I'm really here to talk to you about is tree stump removal. Do we have any professional tree stump removal people in the room this morning? You guys are lucky I'm here then. Yeah, you want to get pen and paper ready because we're about to do some, some gardening learning. <laughs> Tree stump removal. We're actually, um, our key verse for this morning is uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I had opportunity to think about this verse at length recently when I went to uh, my brother-in-law's house to help him remove a tree stump. Right now, you may not know, based on how I, this is how I dress uh, for school, so I sort of dress like this most time. You might not figure I'm much of a gardener, so I've, I've bought a prop. Does this help? So I got my dad hat out. I'm sorry, I promised my boys I would never wear that in public, but... I got my dad hat out, I got my spade, and I went round to my brother-in-law's house, and I said to him, right, let's get this tree stump out, no problem, I've got an hour, uh, we need to get this done and be out of here home for lunch. And, uh, you know, we, we went at it, and we got stuck in there with the spades, digging around the tree stump, no problem. I was pretty sure we'd, we'd, we'd been passionately working at this for about 45 minutes, probably it was actually about eight minutes. And I said, well, okay, okay, let's pause. We must have loosened it up now. Yeah, have you had this moment? And I said, I'll give it a kick and we'll see how much we loosened it. It took me about five minutes for my knee to recover. This stump didn't even flinch. It didn't move at all. I was devastated, I was sure. We had, we had cracked it. So we paused, we had a glass of cold water. Foolishly, we'd done this in the middle of a summer's day. So, you know, I'm drenched in sweat, and I had this cold drink. I said, right, we go again. Come on, we're young, we're fit, we can, we've just got to go wider and deeper. So we launched into it again. You know, digging and digging, there's dirt going everywhere. And uh, we stopped. I said, okay, we must have loosened it up. Now, let's, let's kick it together. And my brother-in-law, he's a fifth-degree black belt. When he kicks something, it stays kicked. Yeah, so we, one, two, three, kicked it, and it kind of went, text my wife. I said, I don't think I'm going to be home for lunch. This is going to take a bit longer than I thought. And we got creative because, you know, we thought we we'd maybe just be a bit creative here. What we'll do, this is where I'm really glad there's no professionals here. What we'll do, we'll put the hose into the hole that we've dug and we'll soften up the soil, you know. It'll just float right out. No problem. We put the hose in there. We sit, we watch the water rise and rise and then we just, okay, we'll just wait. It'll float out any moment. It took about 45 minutes just for the water to soak into the concrete soil, and then nothing. It hadn't even, it hadn't moved. I was, um, I was disappointed. Uh, I was about to Google dynamite. Uh, you know, I'm going, you know, chainsaw. We, we tried that. We found a couple of roots. You know, the, oh, this must be what's holding it. Go and get something to, and he came out, my brother-in-law comes out with an enormous axe and a little hatchet. Which one do you want? 
I'm like, oh, ha, ha, I'll take the big axe. You know, I had visions of myself as a lumberjack. It'll just come. Uh, happily, his wife is, was there and is much wiser than us. She said, you need the little axe. So I'm down there with a the hatchet. Ah, we've broken this root. Now it'll come. It did not come out. Suffice to say, it took us about four and a half hours. And finally, we're in this hole full of now mud and we managed to get this tree stump to come out, you know, and we celebrated like the walls of Jericho had fallen. Whoa, we have triumphed. The tree stump is removed. You know, it's only about this big. <laughs> I went home to my wife and said, that's no problem. Told you that'd be easy. Uh, and it reminded me of a very wise piece of advice that I once received, which I have in picture form for you. We do this not because it is easy, but because we thought it would be easy. <laughs> we thought it would be easy. It was not easy. I have learned a lot about tree stump removal. Uh, so why am I talking about tree stumps? Because actually this is, was a, got me thinking about Christian life. Right, what it is to walk out life as a Christian. Um, today, on a day when we're going to baptize a whole lot of people this afternoon, that's so exciting. Uh, it just makes sense to talk about what it means when you take that step, when you give your life to God, when you get baptized, what happens next? You know, what happens next? So we're going to talk about the new creation and the old. Let's just pray as we get into this. Heavenly Father, thank you for tree stumps. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you bring creation right from the start. You created everything. Lord, you have control over everything. I pray this morning, Lord, you would help us to see your desire for us to be a new creation. Help us to walk into that. I pray your Holy Spirit would be in this place as it is this morning. Lord, we give you free reign to do whatever you want to do. I ask you to be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I began to think about the old and the new. And there's a famous verse in the Bible uh, where Paul talks about the old and the new and what it's like. It's like a tongue twister from the Bible. And uh, you really preach on this because it can get boggy. But I'm going to go there, and I think I've found a way to simplify it. So uh, if you're with me, Romans 7 is where we're going. Romans 7 verse 18. So this is Paul. Paul is one of the most intelligent, intellectual, academic, understanding guys uh, of his time. Really smart guy. And he says this, I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And this is the tongue twister. I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Right, slow that down. I do not do the good that I want to do. Yeah, I want to do good. But somehow, the evil that I don't want to do, I keep on doing it. Does anyone relate to that? It's not, it's not just me. You know, it's a few. <laughs> you know, I, I want to do good, but I do this, the, the evil. And Paul wrestles with this. He says, for in my inner being, I delight in God's law. 
But I see another law at work in me, and it's waging war against the law of my mind. It makes me a prisoner of the law and sin at work within me. Okay, let's, what's going on here? Let's try and figure this out. You see, we're told we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So when you give your life to God, when you get baptized and you launch into your Christian life, you become a new creation. Let's be clear on that. You are now a new creation. And that new creation delights in God's law. Verse 22. That new creation desires to be with Him, to pray, to worship. That's your new creation. That's your new being. It's your new being who's here in church on a Sunday morning in the worship and it's just, you're in it. You know, everything just comes into alignment. It hums. It's wonderful. That's who you are. But the old you... It lingers like a tree stump. See how that works? Like a tree stump. It's still at work and it wages war. There's this war going on in your mind between the new creation that wants to go after God and the old creation that wants to have sin in your life. If we look at uh, verse 21, if we dig into this a little bit, I'm going to give you three versions of it because I think this spells it out. In the NIV, it says this. So I find this law at work. This is Paul summing it up. Although I want to do good, I want to do good. My new creation wants to do good. Evil is right there with me. It's not me. I'm new creation. But it's right there with me. See how that works? I find then this is, this is the NASB. This is the nerd version of the Bible. I love this version. I find then the principle that evil is present in me. Who's me? Oh, the one that wants to do good. Yeah? So we're going to have 24, 25. It's going to be more than that by the end of the day. We're going to have all these people that get baptized today. You are new creation. The new has come, the old is gone. You need to accept that. That is who you are now. And But that doesn't mean this old evil self just disappears. Okay, we need to be realistic. The message version says this. Ah, it happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands. But it's pretty obvious to me that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. Yeah, they covertly rebel. So what do we do about this? Yeah, I've just told you, you're going to, you get saved, you're baptized, and you're still going to have to battle. You're still going to have to wrestle with this old man. Paul struggles with it. Right after this, this is how Paul sums it up. Woe is me, what a wretched man I am. (laughs) I definitely feel that from time to time. Yeah, what a wretched man. Who will save me? From this body of death. That's Paul's question. Who's going to save me from this old sin that I just, I can't get the tree stump out. Who's going to save me from that? Happily, he goes on to the next verse. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. It's still there, but you're free of it. That's the difference. When you've got Christ Jesus in you, you are able to overcome. Here's the principle. This is where I'm hoping for the amen. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus beats the law of sin and death. Every time, every day, Jesus triumphs. I've read the end of the book. God wins. (laughs) Yeah, we win. Yes, there's going to be a battle, but you are no longer enslaved to that nature of sin and death. You are free from it. Come on, that is so good. Doesn't mean you don't have to battle, but you now have authority and freedom. Now, what does this mean? You get freedom. You're able to overcome through the power of Jesus. So it gets really practical. Okay, how do I get freedom in my life around my finances? Because you know I'm free and I'm a new creation, but my bank balance doesn't agree. How do I get free in that? We have to get the Holy Spirit in that part of our life. Yeah? I'm free. I have power of of Christ, but my relationships, they're struggling. I just... Can't get that right. We need to get the Holy Spirit in that part of our life. Yeah, every time in every area of our life, we've got to give the freedom of the Holy Spirit into that part of our life. So we pray for this morning, Holy Spirit, you have the freedom to have your way, and you got to, you got to, the Holy Spirit isn't just going to come in and do it. Yeah, make the choice. That's our job. We're choice engines. Make the choice, Holy Spirit. I choose you. You have free will in my life. Now, I want want you to notice something. The answer isn't to try and fix the old you. Yeah, Often we do that. Oh, okay, okay. I'm saved. I'm still battling. Here's what I'm going to do. Today, I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll I'll tighten my shoes a bit tighter. Today, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to manipulate. I'm going to do better. If If I can just do... 1% 1% better today, every day, oh, I'm going to be great. That doesn't work. God does not want to take the old creation and polish it up. He says, get rid of it. Right? Put it to death. Be the new creation. That's what we've got to be. The new, not polishing up the old creation. In fact, in Romans, Paul says this. The mind that is set on the flesh, that's the old life, is hostile to God. It does not submit to God. It can't. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You literally cannot polish up the old. Don't try. Be the new. Embrace the new. Accept that God has made you a new creation. Live as that new creation. That's the answer. Now, that's very easy for me to say from up here, having conquered my tree stump. Um, But it's not always easy, eh? All right, watch this. This is really cool. We know it's still a daily battle to find the motivation to do the right thing, the motivation to get up and to pray and to read the words, you know. I just want to drink my coffee. No, I need to get up and pray. How am I going to find that motivation every day? Watch this. 
Philippians 2, 12 and 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Let's think that through. Notice, it is not Julian who fixes Julian. No, that's not going to work. It is God who does the work. Where does he do it? He does it in you. And what does he provide? What does God provide? He provides the will, the motivation, the get up and go. Yeah? And he provides the action. And what's the outcome? His good pleasure. Come on. That's so good. That's so good. What do I have to do? I've got to allow God in. Got to allow him in so that he can provide the motivation and the work and the action in my life. So the verse before it says this. As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. That's Paul talking. He says this. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So I want you to notice this. God works in us and we work out our salvation. God works in us, we work out our salvation. We allow God into our life. He transforms our mind. He motivates us. He gives us the the very energy to act. And our job is to take that and work it out into the world. Yeah, and fear and trembling. Now, I actually think that's freeing. Because I wake up on a Tuesday morning and I read my word and I go, now what do I actually do? Like practically, what am I going to do today that helps me walk forward in my Christian life? Ah, oh, well, I'm just going to go and work it out. Who can I bless today? Who can I help today? Who can I share God's love with today? I can do that. Yeah. I can make someone a coffee. I can encourage someone and give them a nice word. Yeah, I can get alongside someone who's struggling and just sit and listen to them. I can do those things. They're practical. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to allow God to work in me and in my mind. And praise the Lord, God can get rid of the tree stump. Because I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm really not good at that. So our job is to allow God to work in us and we work out our salvation. And Paul, I love Paul, he gives us some real good practical stuff. He writes a letter to Galatians. He says this, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, right? Free in biblical times in a practical sense from slavery, but free from sin and death. When you give your life to God, you are free. He didn't come, Jesus didn't come to give us another set of laws. Yeah, here's another 200 things to obey. The Jews already had, is it 315 commandments and somewhere just over 300 laws that they needed to obey every day. I'm so glad God didn't just come along in the form of Jesus to go, here's some more. He did, he said, I'm here to set you free. Not to indulge the flesh. Let's be careful here. We're not, yay, I'm free. God has set me free. He's working in my mind. I can just do what I want. Yeah, It's okay if I sin because I'm, no. Not, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. The entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. What should I do today? Love your neighbor as yourself. But I just, I'm, 
I don't know, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, but I'm struggling, love your neighbor as yourself. Start doing, start doing, start acting. That allows God and the Holy Spirit to work in your life. So Paul says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I don't know if you noticed this. It's really hard. I find it really hard to be thinking about sinful fleshful things when I'm in the midst of worshiping God. Yeah, It's so much easier to focus on God when I'm focused on God. Does it kind of make sense? Yeah? <laughs> yeah, when I'm struggling with sin, you know what the best thing I can do is I can go and worship God. And that just pushes all those thoughts out of my mind. It's great. So walk by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict. This war is going to go on. You are not to do whatever you want. But look at verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. You are free. How good is that? You're called to freedom. If you're one of the 30 plus people that are going to be baptized this afternoon... You are actually going to step into freedom this afternoon. Yeah? You are going to be set free. I believe that this morning. We're in the 9 o'clock session this morning, and, and, and Tom was speaking. I believe that. There are some people going to be set free of things. Yeah, set free to walk in the Spirit of God. Yeah, if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Can I get the worship team to come back up? So, You'll notice I've picked a background today, an old tree and a new tree. Old creation, new creation. Your job is to make the choice. And we've got 35 plus people this afternoon who are making the choice to be baptized. Praise the Lord. If you're one of the extras that haven't yet realized that, when you realize it, come and speak to Tom. But I want to give you the opportunity this morning, maybe you're sitting in here and you haven't yet given your life to God. You're still under that old law of sin and death. I know what that feels like. You just spend your whole time going, this doesn't feel right. Something, something's not there. You get an opportunity this morning to choose God. Yeah? And you're in luck this afternoon, you can also be baptized. And we're praying this morning in the nine o'clock Session, and I feel like there are two people here this morning. I'm deliberately not making eye contact. Um, there's someone I feel like who's here this morning, and you're kind of like me. Your brain is the problem. It's in the way. You're going, yeah, I kind of want to. I, I kind of want to go after God, but I just, I can't. I can't accept. Like maybe it's the science of it, or maybe it's the. How does this faith thing even make? Just tell your brain to be quiet for a second. Yeah. A challenge, if that's you this morning, I want you to ask God to reveal himself to you. Yeah, Because you can't argue with that. That's what I had to have as a teenager to convince me. My brain was full of science and all that sort of nonsense. No, it's great. I still teach science. But to get my brain out of the way, I had to say, God, if you're real, just show me. And he did. And from then on, I can't argue. You can't argue. There's only one thing left to do, and that's praise the Lord. So if that's you this morning, pray for that. And then I, I feel like there's someone this morning, um, and I don't want to push the tree stump analogy too far, but you feel like you're tangled up. 
you know, like the roots have got really deep uh, into some hard ground and you're struggling to get those roots free. You know, maybe you're chipping away at some old sin and, and you can't let it go and you're wrestling with that. And maybe you feel like, I can't go after God because look at the things that I've done. I'm not worthy. I'm unacceptable. If that's you, I want you to be free of that this morning. Right, take the opportunity to come and repent and give your life back to God. And I guarantee He will accept you because you don't have to be good enough. You just have to choose God. You don't have to earn it by doing things. You just have to give your life to God. And then He brings the freedom. He brings the Holy Spirit. He brings the motivation. He brings the action. You get one job, go after God simple this Christianity one job go after God press into him pray for pray to him read his word worship love him he takes care of the rest man it's so good it's so freeing there's no burden there's not here's another set of laws just choose God